Page twenty-five, June eighteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Hello, all, and welcome to the Book Nerd Diaries, the podcast where we dive deep into the latest books we've crossed off of our endless to-read list. Please watch out for spoilers ahead, all, and let's get our book nerd on. For as long as humanity has existed. We've been fascinated by the night sky. History is full of mythology and folklore across various cultures, telling the legends of how the moon and the stars came to be, and of the gods that rule them. For centuries, scientists have looked in awe at the stars through their telescopes and contemplated our place in the universe. We even use astrology to analyze our own personalities. And reference our horoscopes to tell us how our day is going to turn out. Though the stars and moon are light years away from our planet in terms of distance, they are a constant part of our lives and an eternal source of human wonder. In the absolutely lovely book that I am going to talk with you about today, Woven in Moonlight, by Isabel Ibanez, we meet a heroine with a very special ability: the power to create stunning tapestries with thread. Literally made of moonlight. When our book opens, we meet our main character Jimena, as she works hard to feed her people, the Illustrians. As part of her duties as the condesa or leader, she is distributing daily rations to the starving population. When she realizes that the stock of food is running dangerously low, the assembled crowd starts getting aggravated when she informs them of this. And are just about to rush her, when her friend Catalina takes over and calms them, giving away the emergency stores and her own rations to make up the difference. What a lot of those people don't know is that Catalina is in fact the true condesa. Jimena has secretly served as her stand-in for the last ten years in order to ensure her safety from their enemies. Jimena does not approve of Catalina's giving away their stores so freely. But she cannot complain without giving away the truth of her identity. Because of this, she chooses to instead walk back to her room and create the tapestry with her special moonlight thread. Catalina finds her later and assures her that they will find more food, though her friend finds herself more than a little skeptical. Seeing the weariness in Catalina's face, Imena gives her moon dust, a byproduct of her weaving that helps people fall asleep. Jimena is just about to head to bed herself when she receives a disturbing message. Their enemies, the Yaksans, are quickly approaching, and they wish to meet with her. She is quickly dressed in one of Catalina's fine outfits and goes out to talk with them. The Yaksan messengers inform her that they have a message for her from their king Itak. They have stolen hostages from her people, who will then be executed. Unless Imena agrees to marry him, enraged by this ultimatum and being treated like an object by a warlord, Imena orders all of the messengers immediately executed in retaliation. Catalina, being largely a pacifist, is not happy to hear about this, but she thinks that there may still be value in accepting Itak's not brilliant offer. Together, the condesa and her double put their heads together. And make a plan to hopefully tip the circumstances in their favor. 
posing as Catalina, Jimena will go to Etoch's palace and act as a spy to recover a powerful stolen weapon called the Estrella and help their people, the Illustrians, regain the power they'd lost. To pass information back to Catalina, Jimena will find a way to send back tapestries containing secret messages made from her moonlight thread. Jimena is promptly dressed up in one of Catalina's best outfits and heads to Etoch's palace. Amused at seeing his enemy seemingly at his mercy, Etoch tells Jimena that the wedding will be in six weeks at the celebration of Carnival. This makes Jimena's heart drop, as this gives her far less time to spy than she had planned. Until then, she will be closely watched and her clothes burned. She is then led to her cell, where cold food and cold bath await her before she goes to sleep, overwhelmed by the situation she's found herself in. The next day, Etoch's attendant, Rumi, wakes Jimena and informs her that she is to accompany Etoch on a procession through the square to announce their engagement. She is put in a ridiculously poofy, ruffled dress and taken to La Plaza del Sol, where Etoch awaits her, along with an illustrian hostage named Anna, who is bound up. Horrified, Jimena pleads for Anna's life, which falls on completely deaf ears. Anna is about to be executed when a mysterious masked vigilante known as El Lobo appears and intervenes. El Lobo fights his way through the crowd to Etoch's platform, but unfortunately, Etoch has a trick up his sleeve as well. With his own powers, he causes a tremendous earthquake to shake the ground beneath them, and a crack opens in the square that swallows Anna whole. We're trying to defy Etoch, and now heartbroken Jimena is led back to the palace to await her punishment. With this tragedy, she is made to realize just how far over her head she truly is. How is she supposed to find the Estrella in the next five weeks? How can she get a tapestry message back to Catalina without giving herself away to anyone else? How can she fathom the prospect of soon possibly having to marry the man who had killed so many of her people? Who is El Lobo? And after slowly coming to know and grow closer to the staff in Etoch's palace, is she really on the right side after all? I chose this book after finding it listed on a list of upcoming fantasy titles on Goodreads and instantly became fascinated by the premise. I generally love stories featuring protagonists with special powers and the idea of someone with the ability to weave with moonlight or read the future in the stars as Catalina does are some of the most absolutely charming I have ever heard of in my life. I also find it wonderful that, while weaving is generally seen to be a gentle, passive activity, Jimena uses it to help her people and survive the impossible situation she has found herself in. I think this book does a wonderful job of balancing the beauty of art and the pain of warfare. The lush scenery of the palace and the bustling square are alive with color, yet those places are the sites of unimaginable horror. Please be warned, dear listeners, that this book contains some imagery and themes that might be difficult for some. 
so please be sure to check out the content warnings in the show notes for this episode if you choose to read this book for yourself. Another thing that I think is interesting about this book is how well it illustrates the complicated nature of morality. At the start of the book, Jimena is firm in her belief that her people, the Illustrians, are the heroes, and that the Yaksans are the enemies to be destroyed. As things go on, though, she realizes that maybe things aren't as black and white as she had formerly believed, and that some of the people she had been taught to hate may be victims just like her. In the end, I would recommend this beautiful book to fans of Lee Bardugo, creator of the Grishaverse and author of our most recently featured book on this show, Rule of Wolves. They both feature people with extraordinary magical abilities, being forced from a very young age to take sides in a bitter, age-old war that is so much bigger than them. Wolven in Moonlight is a lovely magic and adventure-filled lesson in not letting adversity rule you, and the truth in that age-old adage, you can't always judge a book by its cover. Pun intended, of course. We've reached the end of our main discussion for today, all, but please worry not. There's still more show coming your way after this very quick break. Are you an author, fellow podcaster, or small business owner looking to spread the word about your product or service? Then let us help you. We offer a number of affordable monthly advertising packages in various price ranges, so if you'd like to hear your ad here in future episodes, please head on over to our page at ko-fi.com slash bndpod and click on the shop tab to see what works best for you. Again, that's ko-fi.com slash bndpod. Then click on the shop tab. We can't wait to work with you. Hello there, it's Amber here. I've made it my New Year's resolution to reach 21 subscribers on Patreon in 2021, and I need you, yes you, to help make that happen. We truly depend on the kind monthly contributions of listeners like you to help us keep our small independent operation going. So if you would have the means, we hope you'll head on over to our page at patreon.com bndpod to see our tiers and subscribe at whatever level works best for you. Not only will you get perks like two extra episodes a month, early ad-free episodes, and access to our monthly newsletter, but you'll also help unlock special extra episodes on our main feed with every five new subscribers we add. Sound good? Then again, we hope to see you soon at patreon.com slash bndpod. Later all. And welcome back, folks. Now that we're on the other side of our break, it is now time for that incredibly nerdy part of our show, the Trivia Corner, where I give you a trivia question related to today's episode. In honor of Jimena's lunar-based powers in Woven in Moonlight, your true or false question is all about the moon. Ready? Your question is, true or false? The moon has earthquakes, just like the Earth does. Is that A, true, or B, false? Your answer is A, true. Aptly called moonquakes, 
the surface of the moon occasionally experiences seismic disturbances, much like earthquakes here on Earth. Moonquakes can last up to half an hour in duration, though they tend to be much weaker than earthquakes. My source for this question is rmg.co.uk, and you can find the link to the article in our episode description. With that, everyone, we have finally made it to the end of our episode for today. Whether you are a new or returning listener, thank you so much for sharing this time with me. To Julie and Katie, a.k.a. one of the very best sisters a podcaster could ask for, thank you beyond words for being our lovely subscribers at patreon.com slash bndpod. We truly can't do what we do without your kind monthly support. Finally, my gratitude goes out to everyone who has shared our posts on social media, given us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or told someone in their lives about us. These are the very best ways to help more people find our small independent show, and every little bit of support is incredibly vital. Next week Friday, we'll be dropping some brand new exclusive content just for our Patreon crew, and we'll be right back here in your feed on Friday, July 2nd, to open another page of the Book Nerd Diaries. See you then, all! The Book Nerd Diaries, it's written, edited, researched, and hosted by me, Amber Wilchin. Thank you so much to the wonderful Astrofreck from Pixabay for the use of our brand new theme song, The Grand Entrance, and one Tamara 2, also from Pixabay, for our incidental music that plays during the Trivia Corner. If you would like to connect with us online, please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at BNDPod, on Facebook at Book Nerd Diaries, or via our website at bndpod.wordpress.com. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes to send my way, please feel free to drop us an email anytime at bndpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, everyone, please be good to yourselves, because the world needs you. And don't forget to support your local libraries.